Hey, I'm Amy Souter, your host for the Tip of the Iceberg podcast. We're delivering fresh interviews and news on living a healthy lifestyle full of fresh fruits and vegetables and the ins and outs of the business world that make that possible. This episode is personal to me as well as professional. Like our guest for this episode, I was a featured participant in the Viva Fresh Clean Eating Challenge, a six-month journey in which I made a video and also written diary entries every so often, talking about my progress publicly and the challenges publicly in following my food and fitness goals. It was a struggle to decide how personal to get when we always try to put the best face forward in the selling business. I was surprised to hear how similar our journeys were with my guest, and I hope that you, our listeners, find some parallels in your own life, something you can relate to. I think you will. Let's hear it directly from Beth Keaton, one of this year's featured participants in the 2022 Viva Fresh Clean Eating Challenge. Hey, this is Amy Souter, retail and education editor at The Packer and editor of Produce Market Guide, PMG. And today we have with us Beth Keaton, the founder and CEO of Elephant House PR. Welcome. Hi, Amy. Thank you so much for having me. So it is today's Tuesday and we're just a couple days away from the Viva Fresh Expo in Texas and um, put on by the Texas International Produce Association, TIPA. And as I am personally aware, they have a clean eating challenge associated with the expo and the association. Um, I participated in it, was it a year ago or so, as one of the featured participants and did it for six six months long um and it was quite an involved process so um that it is <laughs> so yeah i wanted to hear from someone who has been doing it this year and um maybe compare experiences and just talk about why this is important um if if it is i mean you know i don't want to put words in your mouth but um yeah, I I thought it was I liked how it didn't um you could set your own goals health-wise and it's not necessarily success isn't necessarily based on weight loss or something. Um it really just depends on your goals and your own journey, which I think is really really important to emphasize um especially when there can be some damaging diet culture in the world. Um but uh I also do believe that it is very important. We try to the best of our ability (laughs) to, um, was it walk the talk? Yes. Exactly. (laughs) Or practice what we preach. As I think you had said in your intro um, on the vivacleaneating.com site. Yes. Um, So anyway, yeah. How about we start with you, Beth? Um, I know you're a current participant and, um, but let's just get to know you a little bit outside of that. Like, how did you get into the produce industry and where you are today and, and what's your life like a little bit inside and outside of work? 
Yes. So I got into the fresh produce industry kind of by accident. I did not seek it out, as I think a lot of us in the industry understand. Uh, There was not a lot of education about this industry in school for me. So I didn't really know it was a career path until I started working at a big ad agency in Southern California. And I was the new girl in the PR department. And they started giving me the fresh produce clients because that was kind of the introduction to get some of the quote unquote bigger accounts like medical and um, technology. And so I started with fresh produce and I just fell in love with it. I fell in love with the clients. And so I was asking as we would onboard new fresh produce companies, I would want them um, as my clients. And so got my footing there and then moved out to Texas to be with the DMA team at DMA Solutions to really help them build their PR team. Uh, It had not been a, a part of the team up until then. And because of my experience, I came on board, loved working in Texas, loved being out in this area of the country and uh, working exclusively in fresh produce, which was a huge reason for me to move out here. And just recently last year, I decided to go out on my own, start my own business, uh, still supporting fresh produce clients, but uh, with PR specifically, instead of marketing as a whole, um, just since that's really my bread and butter. But I've been in the industry for about 10 years now. And uh, some of outside of work for me is that I married a chef, which is very appropriate for the work. (laughs) And it definitely is helpful in work, but also can get us in trouble, which is why this clean eating challenge was so helpful for both of us, honestly, because butter and cream just happens to make its way into our recipes more often than not. (laughs) And uh, so it was a really great opportunity for us to really consider what we were putting on our plates. What kind of chef did you uh, hitch up to? (laughs) He, he is classically trained. So a lot of French techniques, which Mm. is why butter, butter and cream and a lot of bread (laughs) happens to make its way on our plates for sure. Yeah. That was actually something that attracted me to my husband is uh, he, I met him when he was actually cooking in a kitchen uh, not professionally, but uh, yeah, that was a shared love and his uh, diet was very different from mine. And it was very, even though I love cheese, I didn't eat as much of it as I, you know, uh, (laughs) would would love to with no consequences. And um, he just ate cheese and cream and, full fat, everything and stewed meats and, you know, lots of white breads and things like, but crusty French breads, like good bread, you know? Um, Yes. And uh, it's been, yeah, it's an, it's an adjustment. (laughs) It it definitely is. And it's a great adjustment because it's easy to eat all of that stuff. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, how can you explain? But it's not so, not so great for the waistline, but definitely uh, an exciting adventure to to try all of those great foods. But we we were able to really um, connect on our love for produce too, and just food and food being an experience for people. And so that's something that is yeah. a lot of fun for us personally as well. And it has been fun even in this clean eating challenge is just getting creative in the kitchen with fresher foods. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um, how did it come about that you hopped on this challenge? So food has kind of always been an all in mentality for me. And when I have had a really healthy relationship with food, it's been because I am restricting it so, so much that 
uh, and I wouldn't even say it was a healthy relationship. It was, I, I wanted to go all in on being healthy, quote unquote, but super that, disciplined, that, maybe exactly. So that meant really restricting to only foods that were hunted and gathered, like no processed food whatsoever. And I thought that that was winning in a lot of ways. Um, or I would go the opposite direction of just overindulgence in everything because, you know, if you're going to go in, go all in. And so there was this really unhealthy, uh, experience with food in general. And so I wanted, I, what attracted me to the clean eating challenge was the idea that it was about adding more fruits and vegetables mm. and not taking away a bunch of stuff. You're saying exactly and, what I've said. <laughs> and I, yes. I, I wanted that I wanted that permission to experiment with health in a way that I hadn't really done before, but I also wanted accountability from people who understand what it's like to work in this industry and be going a million miles a minute and uh, working in the unique pace that fresh produce brings. Because in the past, when there has been accountability, there's not a lot of empathy or understanding for maybe the seasons that we go through in fresh produce. And so I wanted a group of people who, I could connect with on that and who were in it with me and learning with me. And it's been all of that and above. Yeah. And by seasons, do you mean growing seasons or busy seasons in the industry? Busy seasons, just the reality of uh, labor and when uh, there are challenges hmm. with <laughs> uh, getting products to and from places, transportation issues, just oh, all everything. Unique, yeah, that we, uh, yeah, all of the unique things that go into it. Where I, if I showed up to an, another group of people that didn't understand that and I'm stressed out and overeating for a certain reason, people don't understand why I'm not sticking to my goals. But this group, there was empathy built in of like, I get it. It's crazy right now. Like, let's do this together to try and combat that. There was just a, a unity and understanding that we were all experiencing a lot of the same stuff. Yeah. Oh, that does seem important and feel supportive from people who get it. Yeah. Um, so you, is this the, are we in the sixth month of the challenge, the final? Yes. Or is it over? I believe. The sixth month was technically March, okay. but I think for a lot of us, this is going to go well beyond six months. So well, yeah. I'm still treating it. I'm still Hopefully. treating it like it's happening. That's the idea, right? It's for it to be yes. long-term, possibly lifelong, depending. Absolutely. Um, and so it was going on during winter. Um, mm -hmm. So this was during, you took this on during the first year of running your own business. Yes, I did. <laughs> Which, in <laughs> hindsight, <laughs> in hindsight, it might be a little bit crazy to some, but I just, it was the best year to do it because I had some freedoms that I didn't have before in uh. Uh, working for others. Like I was at home working. So I had more control about what I was eating. I wasn't out in an office somewhere that made it easier to eat out more often or to call food in. And so I thought it was a really great time for me to experiment with how do I create this new work life ex experience balance, if you will, I hate using that word, but just mm. how do I create, how do I create a culture for myself of showing up for work, but showing up for my own health better than I have in the past? So, yeah, I mean, I want to know the answer to that. <laughs> 
Yeah. And I think our, our listeners probably do, whether they're inside or outside the industry. But uh, yes. first, how about we just kind of, uh, as much as you want to share, you know, obviously, what um, what were your goals as specific as you want to get and kind of how did it go maybe in the beginning or each month or what challenges or what things, wins came up? Yeah, I would say when I first started, my goal really was just, I wanted a lot of weight loss and I kind of treated it. I'm a very competitive individual by nature. And so (laughs) I did not go in with the mindset of like, we're just all in this together and there's no competition. Like I kind of wanted to have a little bit of that. (laughs) Yeah. Like I, I think I saw such success, especially from people like John Toner, like who just showed up and showed out like really, really went all in. And again, that mentality that I've had for a long time of like, I'm going all in. And I did that for the first month and I was determined to just lose like the most amount of weight. I really wanted it to be a huge reveal at Viva Fresh and then (laughs) life happened. (laughs) And so I think what I have learned along the process is what consistency really looks like and and valuing overall health. Like there were things that came throughout these last six months that were surprise health scares in my family, uh, challenges just in terms of stress and emotional health and mental health and trying to grapple with how do I keep consistency in health overall? And so that was a huge learning curve and made me realize how important it was to not just go all in, so to speak on food, but to really take time and navigate and understand what health looked like for me. And that that meant some days we're going to be really tough emotionally. And so what do I do with food on those days? And how was I reacting? And what kinds of decisions were I, was I making because I was upset or stressed out? And that to me was, I think, the biggest learning experience for these six months and having people on my side to reach out to and be like, hey, I'm struggling right now. Like, I just ate what I shouldn't have eaten. How do I get back? And walking through that process together instead of alone, which in the past, it was like, well, I screwed it up. I guess I'm done now. Yeah. Kind of, it brought some clarity to the decisions that I make when I'm in certain uh, emotional, mental health struggles. And I think coming out on the other side, and I'm still learning by all means, this is not a six month experience for me. This is going to be long-term, but I just learned that, um, I can't treat my health like a competition or a weight loss program. It really has to be, a an all encompassing health journey and making sure that I'm treating my sleep just as importantly as my food choices and my mental health and my emotional health just as importantly as what I'm putting in my body because they all work together and, and adding the fruits and vegetables just supports those things. When I was eating more of those things, I noticed I was getting better sleep, but I was uh, able to regulate my emotions better. So I learned just how everything works together so much more. Yeah. I've read studies about in the other direction that when you're uh, not rested, you're, you're actually like chemically, physically less capable of making good food decisions or good. I don't, I try not to use value judgments on food Mm -hmm. these days, Mm -hmm. like good, bad, should, shouldn't, 
but it's kind of yeah. hard not to, but um, it's a goal. Wiser decisions. Wiser, Wise yeah. decisions just, on just, food. You know, um, not necessarily immediate gratification or emotional eating or whatever. Mm-hmm. Although sometimes that can be fine. Depends. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, or, or, or yeah. giving yourself permission to like, if I, if I want the chocolate chip cookie, I'm going to make sure it's the best dang chocolate chip cookie I can find, but I'm only going to eat one or I'm going to share it with someone. I'm not yeah. going to eat a box of crumble cookies because I'm sad. Like I'm going to enjoy what I want to enjoy, but at a reasonable pace so that I'm not uh, trying to fix the emotion with food. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, or instead of having like a 10 low fat cookies that don't taste that great, just have one of like the best cookies (laughs) in your city, you know, and just Instagram that thing. And and (laughs) and I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Just be, just be there and watch it, the chocolate chip oozing and, and like, be mindful of it, you know? Yeah. Yes. And then not go through McDonald's for dinner because you had the cookie already, but have the cookie and then go and enjoy your normal meal that you would have at home anyway with the grilled chicken breast or the nice salad, like just not, not allowing that food decision to then change all the other decisions. Snowball. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like one decision that you wished you hadn't made (laughs) doesn't have to mean everything is all shot. So exactly. Yeah. I, I, one thing I, I did something similar on my own journey and it was starting out with specific goals that were kind of traditional and involving like numbers and this and that. And then uh, there was a lot of family and there was a death in the family and there was just lots of stuff going on. <laughs> and, yeah. and I also have, you know, I used to be a food fitness health writer um, for consumer media and um, just know a lot about diet stuff and felt like maybe it was actually harmful to focus too much on restriction for me and kind of took a U-turn with my goals and decided to just, instead of clean eating, it was trying to clean thinking about eating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or feeling about eating. It was to clean my brain um, and to focus on being self-compassionate uh, regardless. And um, so I, I really think the the mental and emotional and the holistic, you know, sleep, the, the everything about your health is really important uh, part of the, the food intake and the exercise. You know, those are the Absolutely. two that we always focus on most, but you got to have the other parts in, in line in order for the whole thing to, to last long-term, I think. But um, so it sounds like you're, you're kind of on that similar parallel path. So. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, uh, and I did not by far meet the same, uh, what do you call it? Numbered wins as, as my, uh, colleagues doing it or, you know, the other participants, but, uh, the drawing for a Peloton bike was, uh, random and I won the Peloton bike. So well, that's exciting. <laughs> I love the Peloton, man. There's a Peloton in our gym at my apartment complex. And it's one of my favorite 
activities to do. So I'm hopeful that um, I think this year the drawing is not for a Peloton, but it's for uh, one of those mirror home workout oh, things. Oh, it's even so, more modern, I think. Yeah, that's I'm so cool. I'm just crossing my fingers, yes. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah. So it could be anyone in the in the challenge. Yep. Um, so, so I want to know like why, um, why you think this, this kind of thing matters either, I mean, in our industry, but also for, for the public, for anyone, um, the eating more fresh, it's not focusing on less, but focusing on more, more fresh fruits and vegetables, um, and just the different lessons you've learned or, or why you think doing a, a group challenge in, in any industry or particularly fresh produce um, is why it matters. Mm-hmm. I know for me, it, it really, my why in this area has not changed since I started. I really wanted to practice what I preach. And I think all of us in this industry, to some extent, know that it's so important if we're going to ask people to eat more, that we should be eating more as well. Uh, No matter what our role is in this industry, that we really should be consuming more fresh fruits and vegetables because we understand the value, not only from a a healthy perspective, but for supporting this industry and supporting farmers. I think at large though, it's about eating foods that help our body do everything else. So I think if people really understood that eating more fresh fruits and vegetables means being able to do all the other things that we know we need to be able to do, whether it's be uh, a present parent for our kids or uh, show up to work ready to, you know, do the day and, uh, or be active or um, be mentally able to show up for our family. Well, that it would help. Uh, It's not just about a size that you fit in or, Um, what you look like on the outside fruits and vegetables aren't meant to be a weight loss tool, which I think a lot of us think like, Oh, I just eat the salad and that's going to help me look better. But really it helps so much more internally for us to be able to show up in all the other areas in our life, which we all want to be able to do. I think every person on this planet wants to be able to show up their best. And that's something that Stacey Mattinson, our registered dietitian this time around, we had a registered dietitian who walked us through a monthly call and just helped us understand the value of uh, the company that our food keeps and that it's not just about uh, adding fruits and vegetables in order to be healthier, but what your food looks like in general. And when you realize that the company your food keeps needs to be able to help you perform and show up uh, fully and not be lethargic or unable to do those things because you don't have the capacity because you're not getting the nutrients. It makes the decision to add fruits and veggies to your plate a thousand times easier. Are there some tangible, like practical little tips or tricks that you've learned to, to incorporate more fruits and vegetables in your lives? Because especially vegetables seems to take a lot of planning and time prep. Um, how, Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I will say, uh, there are, there are a couple tangible takeaways. One is just 
hearing more and more from registered dietitians that I work with directly and with Stacy is remembering to always have um, something that is fibrous with a protein um, and or a carb, a protein to paired, paired together uh, along with the fat ideally. And so that helped me remember if I was starting to put something together that did not have those components, even if I was eating a vegetable, like to make sure that I got a little piece of cheese or some peanut butter on my celery, just something that helped my body actually, uh, do what it needed to do and, and digest it appropriately. But, uh, in terms of preparing, I think the biggest blessing for me has been my, uh, Ninja foodie, which is an air fryer. (laughs) And, um, that to me has helped so much because I am very similar to you, Amy. Like I don't want to prepare vegetables all day long. Uh, I don't want to be cooking all day long. I really needed something that was quick and appropriate for my lifestyle. Like it needs to fit within my lifestyle. So, uh, the air fryer for me has been a game changer, uh, in preparing all of my food. Uh, when I need to get something done quick, I can cook a vegetable like, uh, like potatoes or a squash that would normally take 30 to 45 minutes in the oven in 15 minutes in the air fryer. So it's just easy and kind of, um, thought free. I don't have to worry. I just put it all in there and turn it on and it does the work for me. So that's been my biggest hack is having the tools to cook the food quickly. (laughs) Do you have any favorite uh, ways that you incorporate a particular fresh produce item, specifically breakfast and lunch? I find um, people know about like dinner vegetables, I think easier, but um, is there anything that, that you've started doing differently? I think for breakfast, I have started incorporating berries with my eggs. I was the person that would like walk out the door, maybe grab a couple hard boiled eggs or nothing at all. I would just start my day on coffee and that's it. And I would be hangry by lunch. And so making really poor decisions, which I think a lot of us do. Um, Breakfast is kind of a neglected mealtime. And so for me, I have started being more intentional when I do have the time to cook, I'll throw spinach in my eggs to help get a green into my eggs. I do that I don't, too today. I don't love it. Like there are people who love spinach in their eggs. I don't love it. I do it for the nutrients, but it helps. Like, I don't, I don't feel like I'm eating a vegetable by itself. It kind of, it goes together it really in, nicely. Exactly. It so it, it's easy to eat. Yeah, exactly. It bulks it up. And then I add um, like a, a cup of berries with it just to help get those carbs with the protein. Um, and if I'm in a hurry, I will hard boil eggs and keep them in the fridge. Like I'll hard boil six to eight eggs and then I'll grab two every morning so that I have no excuse to not eat breakfast. I'm at least getting some protein and then I'll grab a banana or a couple dates or something with it to help give me that fiber and carb ratio, which has been so helpful because then I'm not exhausted by my afternoon meetings. I'm not hangry at lunchtime. I'm actually have the energy to show up for work in the morning without waiting until noon to finally kind of kick into gear. So definitely getting breakfast and for people that hate it, eggs. Cause I know they're out there. Like oatmeal <laughs> is a great option. Overnight oats, throwing some, uh, like a tablespoon of peanut butter or whatever nut butter you like, um, with some fresh berries or 
bananas, some chopped nuts. Like you can get those healthy fat carb protein ratios and oatmeal, which is a nice change up if you're sick of eggs. Yeah. So, I mean, the reason the pairings work well, I want to make sure we say like when you have a carb, like, like a fruit or a vegetable um, or bread or grain of some kind, um, some of it could, can just go through your system quickly depending if it's not super fiber uh, filled and you're hungry right away again, and you need protein to give you that feeling of fullness and you need fat to give yourself that feeling of fullness and for it to stay in your system longer and for you to, you need fat to go with the, the vitamins because it helps your body absorb the nutrients. Sometimes you won't yes. even absorb the nutrients if you just have it by itself. So you need all those, was it adaptogens or, or uh, I don't know, just those other things that go with it. Um, is that the company you keep? Is that what your dietitian was talking about? Uh, yes. So one example that Stacy would give us is like, if you're, if you think that a cheeseburger is a terrible decision, it doesn't have to be depending on the company that that burger keeps. If you put it on a white bun with extra bacon and a ton of cheese, like sure, it's probably not the best for you. But if you use a leaner beef or a turkey burger and you pair it with lots of veggies, um, a, a whole wheat bun, and you do a side salad instead of the fries, like that burger is no longer a quote unquote bad food or indulgent food. Yeah. It just is it's just food. Yeah. So real making sure that you're not labeling things as, Oh, I'm not allowed to eat that. Or that's mm. a, a bad food for me, yeah. but judging the food by the company that it keeps making smart decisions, mm. swapping things yeah. out so that uh, it, it can be balanced and still be what you want. Yeah. Like there's this diner that I've been starting to go to recently. And uh, a lot of us like to get omelets and they automatically come with a side of toast and hash browns. And, but they do have an option to switch for an extra price to switch the hash browns for broccoli or uh, fruit salad. And then you can choose what kind of toast um, or no toast. But um, so you could switch to whole wheat toast and then the side you could switch to broccoli or, or fruit and, um, and then you have all the elements, you know, of the rainbow. Eat the rainbow is one of my favorite exactly. hashtags having to do with produce in this. So yes, always have a colorful plate. Yeah, it's so much more appealing too. That was something too, a trick that I learned in this challenge and something that I would share with my team a lot because we would get into these conversations of like, oh, I'm tired of eating this, this, or this. Like, how do I make this more fun? And so we would start to send pictures of, our meals. And one thing that I made a point to do is no matter what I was eating, I wanted it to look pretty on the plate, which is a little bit extra and maybe very millennial of me with Instagram culture. (laughs) But I, I, I plated it in a way that felt like I was at a restaurant, like something that was presented very chef-like, if you will. My husband's teaching me these things, which is helpful because I don't feel like I'm just eating a pile of broccoli in a a chicken breast that doesn't have anything on it. Like I'm going to cut the chicken and I'm going to, you know, spread it across the grains so that it looks like a nice plating. Yeah. So if it looks nice, if it looks like something you'd be presented with at a nice restaurant, 
it's going and color matters. So adding the garnishes, the, the vegetables that are colorful helps make it feel like a meal that you want to eat versus just the blah stuff that we think healthy food is, which is not true. Yeah. You don't want to feel like, like uh, you're denying yourself constantly and you're just eating this, this just, you know, unless you're one of those people who food is just fuel and you don't care and you want it done. And that's like, there are legit people this way. And um, Mm -hmm. to me, they're aliens, (laughs) but I do have friends who just it's fuel and that's it. And, um, and I love them anyway. And, you know, (laughs) but for me, it's like a pleasure. It's one of life's greatest, like, I mean, there's other pleasures obviously, but it's, it's one of the ones up there for me. And I just really enjoy good food and it Mm -hmm. can't be, feel like a punishment, you know? And, and if it's too restrictive, there's, you're gonna, or at least many of us will go the other extreme because we've been so quote unquote good. And uh, so, yeah, that balance thing, it's a cliche, but it's true. (laughs) Yep. So that's exciting that you've, yeah. that you've learned all this and just thank you for sharing this journey. And I, I might see you in a couple of days at the, at the trade show. You will. Yes, I will be there. At the Gaylord Texan in Grapevine, Texas, basically Dallas, right? And yes. um, yeah, this, well, I guess does technically start on Thursday, but Friday and Saturday, the main days at least. Yes. And Friday morning at 830, there is a cleaning challenge panel, which I encourage anyone to go check out because uh, it's just going to be a great opportunity to hear from some of the coaches and participants from this year uh, yeah. as well. So 830 a.m. on uh, Friday, April 21st. That's be there, be square. Yes. Friday, April 22nd. Oh, I said 21st. April 22nd. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I was like, no, that's when the flight is. Okay. Yes. Uh, that's an important date to remember as well, the flight. But uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So okay. Um, how far do you travel for there? Is it right in your area? It is. I am very lucky. I live about 10 miles from the convention center, so it's an easy drive in for me. Um, and definitely excited to welcome people from all over coming in because our weather has been beautiful this week and I hope it stays that way. I looked, I looked at the Dallas uh, slide on my app, weather app, and it says uh, highs in the upper 80s, 87, 88, lows in the low 70s. So, yes. and not which is beautiful rain. this time of year. Yeah. If, if it's not tornadoing in April, it's a great day in Texas. So. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It'll so. be great. Great. I look forward to meeting you in person. And I think that uh, your journey should be helping people inside and outside of the industry in general. And thank you for sharing with, with us. Of course. Thanks so much for having me, Amy. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Tip of the Iceberg podcast. Like Beth, my goals shifted a bit as I learned more during the challenge. And I've taken some of those lessons with me a year later. And I think Beth will too. Our health, including our diet, exercise, mind, and spirit, is a multifaceted thing that we can't ignore. We can't do our jobs or enjoy our lives to the fullest if we don't pay attention to it. 
speaking from experience and learning as we go, right? Anyway, if you like what you hear, please hit the subscribe button and rate us on whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts and enjoy our earlier episodes. Last week, we talked with three leaders at creating drone tech for agriculture, food service, and retail uses. And the week before, we heard from Angela Scarfia about why getting more familiar with exotic produce matters. And if you work in the fresh produce industry, find us on our websites, producemarketguide.com and thepacker.com. We're also active on several social media platforms like Instagram and LinkedIn and Facebook, of course. You can find more ways to follow us in our show notes, plus some helpful links to learn more about our episode guests. And we'll have more of these great healthy lifestyle conversations about every week. Thanks so much. I hope you learned something useful and inspirational. Talk to you next time.